Jen. Hey, Jenna. How's it going? Oh, it's pretty good. How are you? Good. Um, I'm happy to be back recording. I know we took a break last week. Yeah, life got in the way for yeah, both of us. Yeah, it's been a, a hectic fall. It has so far. <laughs> yeah, but the one the one thing that we didn't spend our time doing is we were invited to a very important event this last weekend, but we did not go. Yep. And that was our 10-year high school reunion. Yes. Oh my gosh, 10 years. Now, we did go to our five-year high school reunion. Um, that was thrown together kind of ad hoc. It was at an American Legion chapter. And the best highlight of the night, I think, was when somebody announced that if if at least 100 people showed up, they would buy a keg of Miller Lite. And we met that. Also, when we, sh- when we got there at about 9 p.m., there was already somebody being arrested on the curb. That was fun, yeah. too. Yeah. That was, that was, I don't know, our high school was, it wasn't like you know, like super sketchy or anything, but no. it was definitely, I felt like, I felt welcomed home still when I was like, oh, hello, police, you are here, and there's someone on the ground, and I, rem- I, I remember really, that and, guy. Yeah. That was my <laughs> I was thought. like, I know his face, but I don't know his name, because, yeah, we, we had such a large clash that I honestly couldn't name half of our classmates. Right, and I think that was kind of the reason, like, I don't know, I... Most I'm still friends with the people from high school who I kind of want to see all the time. And I knew that most of those people were not going to this reunion because we just, I mean, like they had other events or they don't live in Minnesota anymore. And so, and then also I, I definitely wasn't going to go because my husband, he was out of town for work. And so it was, and since you weren't going and, you know, none of my other real friends, that would have been kind of a sad return for me to just show up by myself. So I decided to do the next best thing, which was stay at home and work. But while I was working, I was watching movies and I chose a film to remind me of the good old days of high school. And that film is She's All That. (gasps) Excellent choice. Starring Freddie Prince Jr. Yep. As a, I'm going to say 24 year old. Trying to pass yeah. as an eighteen-year-old. What and a baby, though. What's that? What, he looks like such a baby. Then he like... does look like a baby. He's also super skinny, <laughs> like <Yeah>. weirdly. <laughs> and I mean, it's whatever. I just I don't think I was ever the biggest Freddie Prince Jr. fan. I didn't. I think I I missed that train. What? Yeah, was I he... always thought. Uh, oh, sorry. What were no, you I was gonna say he was. It's not like like James Vanderbeek. I wasn't allowed to watch Dawson's Creek. Because when it came out, I was just a little too young for it. And then my mom was like, adult themes. And, you know, I also just wasn't that interested in it. And so I can see, though, why he was the big deal. But I'm trying to think of what Freddie Prince Jr. was even in besides this She's All That. Yeah. So, I mean, well, he got super, like, I feel like a lot of his fame does come from the fact he was dating and now married to Sarah Michelle Geller, who I know is Sarah Michelle Prince. But uh, he was also in that one movie, it's like Falling for You, which I think had, oh gosh, it's one, I forget which, she's blonde. Is it Lily Sobieski? Oh, I don't that know. seems like the right time period, but I forget. I should probably IMDb it. But yeah, there was like another one of those. But yeah, otherwise, like, then he was all of a sudden in Scooby-Doo, and then he just kind of disappeared. Right. Wait. So, I, yeah. 
And I obviously his dad it was a famous actor yes. in his day. So that kind of maybe explains it, why he would be given a shot and then not. But I don't know. But it was a great movie to watch. It was kind of, it was, it was, I don't know that I've ever seen that movie all the way through. I think I've seen oh, it on gosh. TV a bunch, but only ever caught it, you know, after 15 minutes has at least elapsed or, mm-hmm. you know, have missed the end of it. But um, lots of, uh, lots of people who are kind of blast from the past, like Paul Walker's in there, RIP. Oh, yes. And yes. he plays, I mean, he's perfect for the role he plays, which is kind of like every like D-bag from high school, D-bag popular kid mm-hmm. from high school, you know. And then like Usher is in it playing the yeah, DJ. Yeah, Usher's the DJ. Or like the morning <laughs> announcements guy, which mm, I always hoped that's how high school would be. It wasn't. It was just some no. some asshole who decided that they were going to read the lunch menu every morning. And when it was quesadilla day, they were going to say quesadillas because they thought that was funny. That's really what high school was. <laughs> Though we did have televised morning announcements. And this leads me into my favorite thing I've watched recently, which is American Vandal. Have you heard of that or watched that? Okay, yes. I watched the trailer and I was I was dying. Like, it's it was so funny. so funny. I've watched it twice already. I watched the first episode um, and this was uh, after my husband got home from London. And so he was really tired. And so he went to bed early and I watched the first episode and then was like, I have to watch this with him because this is a, the rare show that I think we'll both like love equally. Mm-hmm. And he he doesn't binge watch things like that's just not how he processes things. So like one time I was like, let's watch Mad Men together. And he we watched like the first two episodes and he's like, OK, I can't watch this anymore. And then he came home from work the next day. And I was on episode 11 and I was like, sorry, (laughs) you're not watching this with me anymore because I can't wait for you to go through this. But we ended up watching the whole of American Vandal, which it's I can't recommend it highly enough. It's so funny. I mean, it's you have to have parody. It's definitely. Yeah. And it's really good parody. But it brings you back so much to like high school and what was important to you in high school. It's just really funny. But I would say if you're going for the nostalgia I'd say American Vandal more accurately captures what it's like to go to high school than She's All That. But She's All That is also very enjoyable. Yeah. No, I love She's All That. That was one of, like, three VHS tapes that I would watch on repeat. The others were Mask of Zorro. Oh, God. (laughs) And uh, Austin Powers 2. I also so, watched no. Austin Powers 2 that <laughs> night because so. I was looking at the the, oh, yay. the movies that were on like Amazon Prime that you can watch for free if you yeah. have Amazon Prime. And So that's the spy who shagged me. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. And I've I actually only seen Austin Powers 1, one the first one once. I've seen two like 80 90 times. I've seen the second one yeah, probably 500 times, if I'm being honest. I love it. My mom and I love that movie and think it's one of the funniest <laughs> movies ever. The first movie I didn't like as much, but now I I think I appreciate it more that I that I actually get the references. Because when I first saw it, I had never seen like a James Bond movie. And now oh, I've right. seen James Bond movies. And so I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> actually a callback to this. Okay. Right. That's really funny. But now back then when I was like, my early teen years, I was like, what? I don't, I don't understand this. So anyway, so I would say I gave my, I would give my Saturday night a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Um, that sounds amazing. I didn't have to drive to the suburbs of the Twin Cities and I got to wear my pajamas and watch a high school movie. So 
Yeah. Well, congrats to the class of uh, 2007. Um, we're sorry that we did not show up. Well, not sorry at the same time. Maybe send out formal <laughs> invites next time. That's all yeah. I'm saying. And also, don't don't <laughs> it, post it. It was a tough. It was a tough weekend. Like, yeah, I was the same way. Like, you weren't going, and a few of our other friends weren't going, and there was a lot of weddings. That's the thing. So, congrats to everyone who got married. Yeah. Um. Because uh, there was like several people from our our class who got married, so that was why a lot of the people I would have, you know, that would have been worth seeing that I don't usually keep in contact wouldn't have been there in the right. first place. So. No, that sounds great. Well, yeah, I spent my Saturday night, I think I was playing video games with my husband. So I was hanging out with a boy, so Ooh. I wouldn't have done that in high school. So I probably you know, not. come a long way. Yeah. Definitely yep. wasn't hanging out with boys. So. <laughs> nope. Unless they were on our movie screens. and they're... Right, exactly. Yeah. But you had an interesting thing you found in your internet browsing that you wanted to tell mm. me about. Yeah. So when I was at work today, uh, my coworkers started talking about how they had, if they had done like those profiles where you pay to find out, you know, I don't know if they were talking about if it's like a blood test or if you just like put in your name or something and it'll tell you like what percentage, you know, like Irish you are or Canadian or French, you know, like your, your, your yeah. heritage. Like the, the 23andMe or the Ancestry.com, the DNA test probably? Yes. Yeah. And so I, you know, I started talking about that. I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Cause like, I know my family history pretty well because both sides of my family have, they, someone's been really dedicated to kind of like documenting, you know, where we came from. But then I was like, you know, I would also like to know, like, how royal am I? <laughs> like, am I? I don't know. So probably, and- <laughs> I mean, just, just guessing, I would say at least 50%. Right, like I'm mostly just ha- hoping that like it's just like, oh, you're actually a descendant of Queen Victoria or something, you know. It could and happen. And I can be like, oh my god, I'm actually a duchess, everyone. I mean, you have German ancestry, right? Ger- I do. I have German and Luxembourgian. So, oh my god. Well, everyone in Luxembourg must be super German. royal or something. That's what I was hoping. I mean, that that GDP so so high. Exactly. Um, but yeah, and then I have family like from Kent in England so but we were like pastors or something so I don't know if we were that royal but who knows so I think we I'm gonna do some research and I think we should pay to find out how royal we are I'll do it I, then, it's gonna be zero percent but I'll do it <laughs> unless unless but, the my British ancestors who uh, came over from Cornwall in the 1870s unless they were someone's bastard child or related yeah. like related to somebody Right, that like, that's means. like stuff that like we need to know, and if we are, like I want to know because, like even when like they were when they first announced like the wedding for Kate and Will, they were like, oh, Kate's actually you know like his twenty second cousin removed, or you know, like if I just want to know how removed I am, you know, exactly. So, so um, I'm gonna do some research, find out how much it costs, and then we should do it, and we'll share our results on a future episode because I think it would be super funny. I or, agree. Um, or life-changing. It so. could be life-changing. Uh, that's for sure. Right. Then so I'll we'll see. I have to start insisting that everyone use an honorific when they address me. Unless, like I said, it comes back 0%, which is also what is going to happen. So, yeah. But who knows? Stay tuned, listeners. But, yeah, if you've ever done that and you're listening and have a recommendation about what service we should use, let us know. Uh, we usually put our contact info at the end of our show. 
Yeah. Well, we can get started with the news. Obviously, since we yeah. weren't we weren't here last week, we have a bit more a few more items to discuss. We're going to stick mainly to the the main trio because sorry, Charles and Camilla, you're just not as interesting. And yeah, and and I mean, I was looking at Charles's, uh, or at least the uh, Clarence House Instagram, and it, like you said the other week, that it's really like a dad account. Right. It was super dad. Like there was like an owl, and he was like, "Look, oh, what? Look at this owl! It just, it just was in the tree." It's exactly the Instagram that my yeah. dad would have, which would be like, <laughs> "Look at that eagle," because my dad's obsessed with bald eagles. As you know very well. Yeah. And, it's, and also loons. And so every time like, he would just probably be like, ooh, look at that nature. Yeah. But Clarence House is very good. Yeah. So do you want to start taking take us away with talking about yeah. Prince William? Prince William was, so let's go back to October 12th. Uh, Prince William was in Belgium, not New Zealand or Australia. Right. And I'll get to that in a moment. Uh, to remember um, the New Zealand um, Commonwealth uh, soldiers who fought in the Battle of Passchendaele. Um, on a previous episode, I think it was probably either July or probably early August, an episode, we talked about uh, Prince Charles, Will, and Kate all went to Belgium to celebrate, um, or at least not celebrate, but uh, commemorate. To, uh, commemorate, thank you, um, the pa- Battle of Passchendaele. Um, where an extremely large amount of um, Commonwealth and British soldier soldiers um, died in World War One, and uh, the reason why I share that it was in Belgium and not New Zealand or Australia is because on our previous episode, uh, I ended up cutting out a complete segment of our show because <laughs> I was like, "Oh, it says that William's going to New Zealand." We were like, "Oh my this. gosh, that's so that's so sudden! Like, wow, he's really right. turning it around." And right, because it was yeah, because it was the day after he he the uh, the World Mental Health Day with Kate. Yeah, uh, and so we were like, oh my gosh, so he's hopping on a red eye flight right away. How is he even going to yeah. get there? Um, is he is that is that possible? Right. <laughs> and then we got to the end of the episode and stopped recording, and I was like, so he's really going to New Zealand? And then you were like, yeah. let me check and googled it, and you were like, nope, no, he's not. He's definitely not going to New Zealand. But we no. already stopped recording for the day. Um, usually we leave it in if we figure out that we make a mistake because yeah. <laughs> it makes us relatable and human. Uh, right. But this, um, and it, but it wasn't that funny. Like it really was like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really happy that we're skeptical enough and we have critical skill, thinking skills that made us kind of question uh, if he was, you know, in New Zealand or not. I also kept saying Australia. So I was just also offending people mm-hmm. at the same time. So and it was very easy to take it out and not affect uh, the listening of our show. So I was like, you know, what? I'm going to take it out and we'll just discuss it on our next episode when once this event actually happens. Um, yep. So Prince William was back in Belgium to celebrate the um the Commonwealth or New Zealand um, soldiers who died. There was 840 of them were killed in the fight. And this was a several months long uh, battle that ended up pretty much being a mud pit. And so because of that, it was very difficult for really either the sides, the um, the Germans, and then also um, the, the British and obviously everyone from the British Commonwealth to really like even make any headway. Uh, and so it was just a yeah. really, yeah. Just and it was one of those terrible battles. <laughs> It was over a road, um, which 
was strategically important, but after you've been fighting over one road for months, it kind of, I don't know, it's just one of those war is hell type of incidents that really shows, you know, thinking about the scope of it, like 840 people, and that's just New Zealanders who were killed fighting in this month span. And yeah, it's crazy to think about. Right. And so, yeah, and it was close to like 2,000 people died. So there's a very, for that many people from just New Zealand to die. uh, Yeah, it's a very big sacrifice. So, uh, yeah, so they uh, were there to um, commemorate that. And there was, obviously, they did the typical, um, as you guys have seen when Kate and Will went to New Zealand, they did the Maori greeting where, you know, you put your face very close to the person or pretty much touch your nose Mm -hmm. to the uh, other person. So, that was also shown at this event too. So, um, and and the event took with the Battle of Passchendaele. This event to commemorate them was at the Tyne Cot Cemetery, um, which is the largest Commonwealth burial ground in the world, um, which has more than eleven thousand service members buried there. Wow! And yeah, and that's from the remains that they've actually found. So, there's a lot of people who are still MIA, and that is very sad. It, it definitely is. Yeah. Well, the other yeah. piece of news here I don't, you will also have to tell us about, which yeah. is something about Kate's former private secretary. Yeah. So um, Kate's former, yes, private secretary, Rebecca Deacon, she's now Rebecca Priestley because she recently um, got married, um, was invested with the Royal Victorian Order, which is uh, a, a uh, honor given. Um, the queen kind of decides these people and who gets these, uh, and William is obviously able to um, bestow them. But their order is for people who have specifically um, served the monarch themselves or the British fam- the royal family. And uh, Rebecca started about over a decade ago with the royal family. She started working uh, with the um, when Will and Harry were working on making the concert for Diana at the Princess Diana 10-year um anniversary of her death um, she started working on that concert and they were really impressed with her organizational skills and um, how well she put on that so they actually asked her to come on to private staff and uh, eventually then she um, once Kate was you know um, looking for someone to kind of help her ease into her royal life Kate um, hired Rebecca to be her private secretary Uh, and so you'll often see Rebecca was the person kind of following Kate um, to grab things like flowers or, you know, stuffed animals um, to kind of, yeah, really give Kate, like, the background about what she needed to know about of an event she was going to or whatnot. Um, but, yeah, so she got married this summer and also resigned from her position. And uh, so I think just this month, Kate's new private secretary, I'm totally forgetting her name, but it's also Catherine. Um, I'm totally blanking on her. We right talk about her down. in a previous episode. We talk about this when, when Rebecca Deacon was resigning. But this woman who yes. took over from her is like a more established like PR mm-hmm. person in the yes. royal realm. Yeah, and she definitely has Catherine. Oh, God, I'm going to look it up right now. I'll get back to us in a moment. Uh, but she, yeah, she has more. Yeah, she's definitely more experienced, and she definitely has more experience with charities and that that kind of like really make, yeah, like you said, branding and kind of taking those all those charities and make, having them make sense with, you know, your ultimate mission, which is, Clearly, Kate and uh, William and Harry are looking to, you know, focus on mental health. And so I think that's where she's going to kind of, yeah, escort Kate into that next phase of her royal career. 
Definitely. And I think Rebecca, we also mentioned that Rebecca deserves to be lying on a beach drinking an umbrella drink because oh, totally. she did a really good job in her tenure as Kate's private secretary. Yes. Catherine Quinn is her name. Okay. There we go. Catherine Quinn. So welcome aboard, Catherine Quinn, if you're listening. I mean, do you need assistance? We'll hold your umbrella. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. So yeah. So Rebecca, yes. So she got that... Um, it's one of those, like, ribbons that you get pinned on and everything. And obviously, it's not a knighthood, but... Uh, it's still uh, pretty cool. Rebecca was, right. And Rebecca looks so happy because, obviously, she's been with the family, with the Cambridges for, you know, kind of from the beginning. And I think that they're probably still really close friends. And like we talked about in the previous episode, it was just, I think, really nice for Kate to have someone who was kind of her, her equal. Definitely. As she was starting out, you know, just this kind of overwhelming responsibility yeah and she i think is the person who the character Scylla is based on from the royal we so that's who i always kind of picture is that personality onto her which is just a person who's like the perfect friend the really supportive person who's just always there for kate and i can imagine that that's a pretty accurate that's an accurate characterization i don't know about the other flourishes but yeah right <laughs> Well, so yeah, congrats, Rebecca. Congrats. And we'll we'll talk a little bit more about William in connection with the the group outings that happened. But for now, we'll move to Harry. So on the 11th, he was spotted out at the 100 Women in Hedge Funds at, at, uh, event at the Victoria and Albert Museum. And this is an event or a a charity that raises money for Wellchild, um, which is a charity that Harry is patron of. And it's a national UK children's charity to help get seriously ill children and young people out of the hospital and home to their families. Um, Kate is also a patron of this, um, but she was not there. Really, Harry had the spotlight all to himself to look extremely handsome in his black mm-hmm. suit and his bow tie. And I tried to add fire emoji to the doc, but apparently Google Docs doesn't let you use emoji, so I just had to uh-huh. write it out. But I'm a sucker for a guy in a bow tie. Yeah. And and he had, like, he looked so good. He looked super good. Yeah. Just real, just real, real nice. And so I can yeah. only imagine that <laughs> Megan was, you know, over in Canada or wherever she happened to be. <laughs> she was checking Instagram and was like, ooh, and then... She was sending him fire emoji. Yeah. That's probably what happened. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good event, it seemed yeah. like. And and I bet Kate would have probably gone. Because um, I know in the last two years, she has um, been the, the royal at those events. Because they've had it also at uh, Kensington Palace, I think, the yeah, two prior have. years. And, I'm just and pulling then, yeah. up pictures of him now on my phone. Oh my gosh. Just looking at it. Like, so good. His bow tie like, is, he, he, it's just a little crooked. That's the best oh, that's part. Because okay. you can tell yeah. it's hand tied. It's not a dumb clip on. Yeah. It's <laughs> there. And he's, you know, just talking and looking hot. Sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah. So, no, that's fine. No, he was actually in a suit the, I think it was the very next day again, because um, he accepted a legacy award on behalf of his mother, Princess Diana, um, from Attitude Magazine. Um, Attitude Magazine is a uh, magazine that is um, a L- 
G L. Oh my god, LGBT. Thank you. It's, I'm so it's hard. The acronym. There's so changed. many letters. And yes, and it always and it's changing. And Q-I, I know I never. Maybe. I don't know if that's yeah, how they yeah, identify Q. themselves, but yeah, I'm not sure. But um, yeah, so uh, a gay lesbian uh, magazine, but I, they're obviously their focus for this um, giving Diana this award um, was to highlight her work with HIV/AIDS and um, specifically that she was just kind of a uh, at least a pioneer in trying to get rid of the stigma around you know being around people who have who are um, suffering from this disease and knowing because obviously in the the 80s when this was going on there was a lot of confusion and uh just just kind of people were scared about they didn't know where it was coming from they didn't know how it was contracted and uh i think she did a very good job of at least going, you know, you can you can talk to these people. It's not something you get from being in a room with them or hugging them. Right. And even after uh, people figured out that it was uh, most often transmitted, as, like sexually transmitted or through sharing of needles or whatnot, yeah. there was still a large st- stigma attached to the disease. And so people were kind of letting their ignorance rule because mm-hmm. obviously, you know, once it was figured out how it was transmitted, they still were kind of being, well, alienating and just not treating people who were suffering from HIV AIDS like human beings because they right. were there was homophobia and just the general, I don't know, bad like bad feelings towards drug users, intravenous drug right. users and stuff. And so like they were kind of perceived as on the outs of like of quote unquote society. And so her, you know, being a princess and going and, you know, shaking their hand and having a conversation with um, patients, that was a big deal. Because, yeah, even once you figured out that you weren't just going to get it from being in a room, people were still big jerks and were like, don't even go around them because they're going to corrupt you or whatever. I don't know. So I think that was part of it as well. And um, during his acceptance speech, Prince Harry, he said something that kind of like, I was like, oh my gosh, I guess I never even really thought about it or at least thought about with in the context of Prince Dana, that she was only really 25 years old when she was doing this. It's crazy um, to think about how young she was. Yeah, right. And I'm just, I I always think she seems so much older, even though she was, yeah, she was like a 20-year-old bride. <laughs> I think it's because we were younger when she yeah. was around. And I'm experiencing that too. Like, um, I would watch um, the show America's Next Top Model back in the day. And mm-hmm. now I've like rewatched it last year. And at that point, you know, when I first watched it, it was all, all these people were so much older than me. And now I'm like, you know, you can guess how old I am. We were just talking about our 10 year high school reunion. So not old, but like I'm a decade older than all the girls on America's Next Top Model. And I'm like, oh my mm-hmm. God, like, but they all still seem like older than me somehow. Yeah, It's weird. And so I think it's kind of similar. It's just how old you were when you related to that person for the first Mm -hmm. like for the most part and so it kind of brings you back there like yeah she was she always seemed like princess diana always seemed like this you know i don't know not old but like her mature and like like, yeah grown woman yeah like she but it was like i don't know it was like the burden of responsibility just like made her seem just yeah a lot i don't know yeah more mature than she than her age actually was yeah a lot more she's she was seems a lot more mature than i was at that age or still am probably so (laughs) that's for sure yeah and that Uh, i think that does add an interesting angle to it 
Right. Uh, but yeah, so it made sense for Prince, for Harry to be the one to kind of go accept this award because he has also launched his own campaign um, for HIV AIDS prevention. And uh, I think it was just last year he and uh, Rihanna, I believe that is mm-hmm. the proper pronunciation of her name, even though I like Rihanna better, um, did a live HIV, HIV test in honor of World AIDS, World AIDS Day. So kind of perfect that he was the, kind of the, the right son for this particular event and uh, so cool award it definitely is and the next piece of news is something that is coming up uh, in a couple weeks which is that mm-hmm. Harry is coming to the United States ah! I know you texted me about this and I <laughs> I don't even I couldn't even react to it because I was so excited and I don't know what I was doing at the time but I just was like I, I needed to control myself and so I couldn't respond to you because I was like probably thinking how okay uh well I'm thinking of like the Blues Brothers quote you know it's 100 180 <laughs> yeah. Chicago we got a ha- whole tank of gas half pack cigarettes let's go or whatever the quote is thinking I know it's six hour drive from here to Chicago yeah. on a good day as long as there's no random highway shut down in the middle of Wisconsin and so right. we could conceivably go down and try to find him, but I don't think that would be successful. Because no, my immediate thought when I saw it, I was like, Jenna and I are going to Chicago. Like, yeah, I don't have care to. that it. I was like, I don't care. It's Halloween weekend. Like, no, it's going. my one year anniversary weekend. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. I would. <laughs> That's sorry, too. honey. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go get us some tickets. Mm-hmm. But obviously, it's the Obama Foundation. Yeah. I guess we didn't really get to that part. But uh. oh, yeah, sorry. So that's why he's going is because he's reuniting with his besties, yeah. his American best friends. And he is going to go to their um, foundation dinner. Uh, I'm trying to find the formal title of the event. But obviously, yeah, the Obama's. I think it's the Obama Foundation kickoff. Yes. Summit. It is. The inaugural summit of the Obama Foundation. And I don't know where in Chicago it's being held. Just Hmm. everywhere. I mean, honestly, it might as well be. It's probably everywhere. Oh, yeah. And so then the the question I had is, is Megan going to go there? Megan herself has a connection to Chicago. The same connection I do in that we went to school nearby that's my pretentious voice uh, <laughs> i was just about to say not not in boston yeah yeah <laughs> but nearby <laughs> shut up twofer uh no so that's a thing i mean I, part of me initially was just thinking oh he'll be you know on this side of the atlantic that's a lot easier for megan to go visit mm-hmm. him if she's in canada working on suits it's a lot easier to go from canada to chicago than it is to go all the way to london but right. then remembering that, you know, she's a Northwestern alum, maybe she wants to go down there and hang out with them in person. So that would that would be my dream come true. And I could see that because, yeah, not only was the is the timing like perfect as far as like she doesn't have to deal with like jet lag or really like losing time. Yeah. Like if you knew that, like obviously at the Invictus Games, she could have met, you know, Brock and, um, you know, Joe and. Yeah. Whatnot. But now he, she can meet Michelle. And if she hasn't met them before, I would be like, okay, well, this is happening. Like, we all have this Chicago connection. Like, this would be perfect. And even if not in public, like I said, she would go to the Obama's house for dinner or something. Or they, I don't know, maybe they'll go out and get some kind of a, a big, They'll maybe they'll go to their local Portillo's 
and get some like portillos yes get some chili cheese dogs and just hang out some some garrett's popcorn yes (laughs) go to to garrett's popcorn (laughs) god that stuff's like crack uh yeah they'll just go they'll they'll hit the windy city and they'll go on a nice double date yeah so i'm gonna be really bummed if he's just walking around chicago because that means we could have also been walking around chicago i know i know but don't worry jenna i signed up for the obama um foundation email alerts so that in the future we can just sign up for things good and because i feel like this is just the beautiful continuation of their friendship it definitely is they're just going to be going back and forth in each other's lives for like the next 100 years. I so hope so. I We need to make sure we can get tickets. Because when I was looking at tickets, it was like, have you made a substantial impact on your community? Yes. We want you to come to the We have a very Obama important Foundation. podcast. <laughs> and I was like, oh, crap. I don't think I've been that substantial at all. So uh, I don't think I'm going to, uh, you know, make it. And also like they like the website like broke down of course like, a month did. ago Ugh. when it, yeah because it yeah it was like in august that they were even asking for people to sign up to like a t- or even to like submit essays about why they should be allowed to come to the summit Ugh. so uh so apparently we're not pure of heart enough for I, this i guess not but i also want to see barack obama i would i, I would also yeah no kidding yeah i did so. see i saw joe biden on a 2012 campaign stop here in mm-hmm. minneapolis and he was he was Joe Biden. And, but like, I and I was like, okay, I have guess I have to settle for this. But mm-hmm. ugh, it's still but my husband did see President Obama because he was he had gotten back from grad school. And that was when President Obama came and spoke at the Harriet, uh, Lake Harriet Banshell. Oh, okay, yep. And he was like, he had the day off or something. And I was like, go over there. What is wrong with like, why would you not go? And he did. And then I was jealous because I had to go to work. Or school or something. It was dumb. I should have just skipped mm-hmm. and gone. But <laughs> oh well. And then we've got one more thing on Harry. Yeah. So Harry will be going uh, to Denmark. Yay. Um, October 25th through the 26th. Do you think he'll see Prince Eddie? That's what I'm hoping. I mean, I mean, they kind of have similar as if you have not listened to our episode, Meghan Markle movie Mavins. Um, or is that one, the formative princesses of film part one? I can't remember. Or the prince in me. It's the one where we oh, talk well, about the prince in me. Oh, that's actually true. We have two episodes. Oh, yeah, you're right. Excuse me. Where we kind of talk about. Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. It's yeah, it's the prince in me and I. Yes. <laughs> and us. <laughs> yes. Uh because it's um it's the one where we talk about Prince Edvard. Yes. So I wonder if they'll do car racing in downtown Copenhagen. Probably, I mean. And they're both, you know, they have their their reformed bad boys. So Definitely. Could see that. Uh but yeah, so uh Harry will be there doing a two-day uh visit, uh, another one of those uh soft diplomacy uh, events for, you know, as we the UK continues to move towards Brexit, and um, he'll be doing a few events with um, Queen um, Margaret uh, II of Denmark, and uh, he'll also be talking to uh, young community leaders, and then also he'll be meeting veterans who um, recently uh, competed in the Invictus Games in Toronto. So it'll be nice to see them, see him kind of in that element again, since we know that's from our last two episodes, he really loves and just it seems really passionate about the Invictus Games and veterans kind of causes and everything. So kind of the perfect way to 
do some diplomacy and also, you know, kind of focus on those core areas that he um, uses his image for. And then we also learned, because I had speculated when we heard that Harry was going to Denmark, I had said that maybe he was taking on a trip that Will and Kate had originally been uh, planned to take, which was, you had mentioned a while ago that there was a rumor out there that Will and Kate would be making a brief trip to Scandinavia themselves. So my thought was, oh, with Kate um, being pregnant with baby Cambridge three, she, you know, maybe Harry stepped up and took on the, the task. But we learned that that might not be what happened. So they uh, have a possible tour to Norway and Sweden. That would be next month. And do we have dates on more definitive dates on that? We don't. This is more they were told it's a possible tour and it really does depend on how Kate's feeling. But it seems like uh considering we just saw her today and we'll talk about that in a little bit uh october 16th uh it seems likely that it's going to happen since it seems like she is ready to kind of start moving again and get out there she uh but yeah i guess we'll see yeah she certainly seems like she's feeling better Go, sorry what were you going to say oh nope that's all i got that's all you got well in the final item before we move on to those two kate appearances um just brief News alert for people who love Kate's fashion, which I think both of us count ourselves among that group. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been announced that Kate, one of Kate's favorite brands, Erdem, is having a partnership with H&M. Oh, I guess that ties into Sweden as well. So I oh found gosh, this. I found this in Town and Country magazine. They have a story about it. Um, so this is a partnership that H&M. It's kind of like the other partnerships that H&M and Target and other stores of the like have with a big name designer where they sell um, a limited collection. This case, it's an 87 piece collection of both men's and women's wear. And it will be coming out in H&M stores on November 2nd. And they were there were a few pieces in the Town & Country Magazine article. Um, none of them are my style. They're definitely Erdem pieces though. There's some beautiful mm-hmm. scarves. And so I think I'm going to have to, I don't know whether they like have all of the items in the collection announced, but I would, if you're, if you're interested in Erdem and you want to be able to spend slightly less money and get yourself a dress, because these (laughs) things aren't cheap, which I think is really interesting. Like they're still like $200 for a dress, but I mean, I don't, an Erdem dress is usually twice that at least. So yeah, there's a the in the link for the town and country article. The first thing is a lace top, which looks very similar to things Kate has worn. It definitely does, including something she wore just last week. So that's I could see her. Maybe she'll do maybe that. Maybe that. <laughs> maybe she'll get it. Oh, that would be good. She probably has access to all of it, and she'll wear one if she goes to Sweden because she can be yeah. like, "Look, it's a partnership of my one of my favorite designers with your big fashion." Um, fast fashion house. I could definitely see that. Well, I mean, and then maybe they would, maybe there are maternity pieces. Oh, yes, that's true. Or she'll just, again, have the whole collection delivered to her front door and she can wear it in the future. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's exciting because yeah, they've done, they've done pretty good collections. I, who did they do last year? Was it? um, Oh gosh, I can't remember. Oh my God. I forget who it was, but I like feel like they've done Alexander Wang. 
Yes, and they did. I can't remember. There's somebody else. It's not Balmain, but it's someone similar. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, I, I mean, can't. they get like the, you know, Target has had, Target used to be the big thing. Like, I was working at Target Corporate when the uh, Missoni partnership, yes. and that was insane. People mm-hmm. were obsessed with it. I have still like a pair of flats from that that are super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but people were like trampling each other to get that stuff. Right. And then the next few partnerships weren't as successful. Like the stuff just wasn't that cute. And they also. Well, did they do um, like Lily Pulitzer? And that one's just kind of that one's so sp- like you have to like you either love or you hate Lily Pulitzer. You either, I think it's also where you live. Like people yeah, in Minnesota sure. don't really wear Lily Pulitzer except for like, during the summertime. It, you look kind yeah. of silly if you're wearing it anytime else right it's like you're wearing a huge pineapple it's like well yeah i mean i would love wearing a huge pineapple but like it's just not (laughs) practical because they're like sundresses you're not wearing those you know most of the year yeah um but they were yeah like sorority girls in like the south were committed willing to commit murder to get it so that was right that but like victoria beckham just did one i think the most recent one at target and i was like oh i should look at it it just wasn't practical or cute it was really weird it wasn't and it was also like too expensive i was just like i don't really like any of this and it's all really expensive and it was crappy fabric too it felt like itchy like airline blanket but like not fuzzy it was just bad cheap stuff so it was cheap feeling but it it was too expensive it was weird yeah so you know but i think that this h&m partnership there obviously again it's not cheap it's cheaper but it's still going to be you still have to spend hopefully it's got some good investment pieces yeah but yeah and hopefully it's not going to be like this kind of stuff that'll disintegrate after you wear it yeah twice even though i do actually out of all the like fast fashion as far as like if i had to choose between like forever 21 and h&m h&m has much better quality (laughs) that is certainly true and zara too yeah zara is pretty good too I don't notice. I think I own like one thing from Sarah. But yeah. Anyways, so cool. And check that out is, let's see. Is that out already or is it? No, it comes out, out November 2nd. Okay. And I don't know cool. if there's like a time or how they're going to deal with like time zones and stuff because that's another thing. Or if, if you can get it online only or if it is going to be in select stores, that information, mm-hmm. I didn't see. If it was in the article, I didn't see it. So. Okay. We'll maybe do an update in a future episode once they have announced more stuff. Yeah. If they do. But I will move on now and we'll talk about the two outings that we've seen. The the gang. Yeah. Our friends. Our friends the Royals out on. And I'll start with talking about the appearance that was on the 10th of October for World Mental Health Day. And this was the long-awaited Kate Day. Um, We had heard that Kate may make a her pu- first public appearance. She was listed on this invitation that went out and the invitation was posted to social media. And so we were kind of wondering whether she would actually be well enough to to come. And I think she was wondering that as well. And so there was a, um, this was the day after there was an announcement from Kate, William and Harry that their Royal Foundation uh, donated two million pounds towards a new initiative aimed at 
using digital technology to improve the conversation around mental health. And so that was really, I think, a huge announcement for them. Two million pounds mm-hmm. is a lot of money. And yes. it's really them showing that they're committed to this cause. And it was, I think, a great way to, to kick off their, you know, recent push towards um, these events. And so then on the actual day of, Harry and William started out the day at a different event and I woke up and saw, like, checked Instagram and was like, oh, no, Kate's not there. She didn't make it. And then realized, nope, it's not it's not time yet. Because that one was at right. St. James's Palace, I think. Yeah. Or, or St. James's Place, right? I don't remember. St. James's, yep. whatever. And that was a fun little thing. Again, they were just wearing blue suits and looking cute. And then when we got to the main event, the photos came out and Kate was there. And I was Yay. really excited to see her. She looked really good. She didn't look sick. Like, she mm-hmm. looked, like, a little bit tan and bronze. So whoever's doing her makeup, good job. And she, mm-hmm. I don't know, her hair looked great. Very shiny. And she has definitely the glow of just being happy. So she was wearing a dress that has been quite divisive online. Yes. <laughs> um, it was by Temperley London. Um, it's called the Eclipse Lace Collar Dress. And it is a pale blue, and then it has, like, a black, I can only describe it as a Colonel Sanders bolo tie. And um, it's, like, a little, like, lace tie-up thing. Uh, Those colors are symbolic. That's the colors of heads together. Um, But this is, I think the, the, the controversy is really with the skirt, from what I gleaned. It was an A-line skirt that had, like, panels that were partially like cotton and then mm-hmm. some were like sh- semi sheer and it's kind yep. of accordioned out and so like standing still it looked like it was kind of solid and it but it had pleats and then when she walked you could see these like weird sheer panels and then it was also like where the dress itself ended and then it or like the underskirt ended and then there was like a little bit more dangly like sheer material that went a little bit lower than that so it was, I don't, I don't know. It was a lot. There's lots of ruffles yeah. and buttons. And like I said, black necktie thing. And then, oh, then there were like lace sleeves with like a trumpet at the end. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, what? it reminded me of the sleeves when I, immediately I saw the sleeves. It reminded me of the Marchesa dress that she wore to the state. Um, yeah. The Spanish state dinner. Sp- state, yeah, Spanish dinner. state dinner. Yeah. Yeah, and so that reminded me of that. And the funny thing is, uh, so earlier that day when I was like, "Oh, it's Kate Day," I would just I put out the question on our social on our um, Instagram if we thought she would wear something new or do a repeat. And at least as far as what I was hoping for a repeat, I was hoping she if she did repeat, I was expecting her to wear. I was hoping she would wear when she was in India. There was like kind of that seafoam green, yeah, temperly, and I really liked it. It's kind of high collar. And it has the same actual skirt. So I actually love the skirt. I love those panels. Um, what Kate wore told me those are called cotton volley skirt panels with... Um, Voile, I so think. Voile? Voile. Okay. Because I think that it's like veil in French. French. Oh, I don't know. They gotcha. like to complicate fashion description, yeah. those French yeah. people. Well, you know French, so... Yeah, you know, no, I know. That's, that's, probably, that's probably the right pronunciation. And so I actually really liked the skirt, um, so I was, I, I felt kind of happy that I kind of at least felt like I had, like, I was in tune with, like, the personality of the dress. 
that she ended up wearing. But yeah, I liked, I loved it. And I, the, the tie, the black tie in wasn't my favorite. Yeah, um, that's but, what I had the biggest problem with. I yeah. didn't mind the skirt. I no. really didn't. It was interesting. It wasn't super offensive to me. Um, no. Mostly, yeah, what I had a problem with was really just the black thing around there. And even then, I mean, it's not my favorite, but I didn't hate it. Yeah. So when I saw people on Twitter were like, thanks, Kate, for wearing the ugliest dress I've ever seen. I was like, what? I mean, again, it's not my favorite dress she's ever worn, but I didn't get quite the vitriol against it. No, I feel like it's really similar to several other dresses that she's worn before. And so I really liked it. Well, yeah, of course, she found a lace lace sleeve dress and she was like, mine, buy it. Bring it to my closet now. (laughs) Yeah, and so if if she did buy it because of the matching heads together colors, like cool, like that's that's once again a really great way to do some you know strategic uh, clothes clothes wearing synergy symbolism. Yeah, some yes symbolism. Well, and then it was baby blue, and so that then I don't know if this was the speculation or anything, and this is kind of leading into what today's event that you're going to talk about but the baby blue kind of in once i saw what she was wearing today then i was like oh maybe people were chattering about oh she's wearing blue so it must be a boy baby but i don't know that that i that didn't even cross my mind until i saw that she was wearing pink today and then i was like oh maybe she's just doing this because she doesn't want there to be any speculation whatsoever yeah, or that's maybe what I was kind of thinking too. Maybe it's fraternal twins, like those tabloids always predict, oh, which is like a we boy can only and a girl. Help. <laughs> and so she's sending us signals with her clothing, right? Oh. Yeah. So yeah. So Kate was in pink today um, for a surprise appearance uh, at an event with uh, Will and Harry um, for their forum charities event, and it was at Paddington Station. Um, the forum charities is pretty much all of it's a collection of uh, multiple charities that Kate, Will, and Harry um, individually support and are patrons of, and it's just a way for them to kind of all come together and talk about ways that pretty much how they can all synergize and you know. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) And make, you know, use of, uh, you know, services and, yeah, network and figure out kind of what's worked for each other. Um, What's worked for them might work for another one of them. So, yeah, so it's just a great way to, uh, yeah, kind of work together. And so they had an event. um, It was Paddington Bear themed. So they had it at Paddington Station. And uh, um, because apparently Paddington 2 is coming out. Yes, it is. The world, so, the world has been waiting so much, so long for this right. long, this this much needed film. Um, I've definitely watched Paddington. I can't remember if I thought it was good or not. Uh, I watched the trailer. I just knew. Doesn't it have the dad from Downton Abbey? And yeah, then, it has um, um, Lord Grantham. Lord Grantham, and then God, what's her name? The actress who plays she plays um, in Persuasion and Elliot. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, I, I don't know her name. She plays but... the mom, but then I remember being like, what? That seems like a disparate age pairing. Because, like, Lord yeah. Grantham is, like, 60, <laughs> and she's, like, 30. And then I just sighed. Right. Because, of yeah. course. Um, but also, I really love that actress. And now I feel really bad. I can't remember her name. I'll have to Google yeah. it while we're talking. Okay. But, but yeah. Um, but yeah, so Paddington Bear was there, and uh, he was really excited to meet Kate. He and, definitely was. And if, if you haven't seen the video already, uh, he and Kate danced together. 
and it's pretty freaking cute and also super funny because Kate is such a good sport and she totally just she just goes for it and it was pretty much I like made my morning because I was just like this is too good I love it yeah I was laughing I felt a little bit like (laughs) secondhand embarrassment when I watched yeah. it, because she, you you can tell she's just like, okay, we're dancing. And then it goes on a little yeah. long. Yeah, it does. And he, like, spins her. Like, you can tell she knows he's, he, like, is going to spin her. And then she thinks they're going to, like, be done and clap or whatever. And then he keeps dancing. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, okay, I guess we're doing this. But yeah. Yeah, but she was a good sport about it. Definitely. I was just like, was this planned or was this person in the Paddington Bear outfit, like, Oh, you know what? I'm totally just gonna make her dance with me because she won't. She won't say no. <laughs> there was a funny tweet that somebody said, "Wow, great, good costume, Megan." Because yeah, was- I saw that too. <laughs> <laughs> so if we all pretend that it's Meghan Markle secretly in a Paddington Bear costume, yeah, then it's funny. Yeah, because the photo is like it's like Will and Kate standing next to each other, and then Harry's next to Will, and then like kind of just like slightly behind Harry is the Paddington Bear. Yeah. <laughs> so it's that would be great if it was her um and then yeah then uh from there will kate and harry also boarded the trains that were at paddington station because uh uh they were kind of these older um like vintage trains and um there was all the kids who are kind of associated with uh the uh charities that they're all involved in so like place to be um and uh, Anna Freud National Center for Children, which are two kind of places that Kate um, often goes to events for. Uh, she met with families and the kids on there. So that was cute to see all of them there. And yeah, so Kate was wearing pink. She was in an Orla Kylie uh, dress from their autumn winter 2013 line. So a much older um, dress that she's probably had for quite some time. And uh, hadn't quite found the opportunity to wear, I guess. But yeah, it was pink and had kind of, um, as uh, Orla Kylie is known for kind of their their flower patterns. I love Orla Kylie, by the way. I was very excited to see her wearing um, the brand again because I thought she might never wear it again because it is, at least in the last couple of years, I've noticed, like, I always go to look to see if I can buy something, even though it's always a little bit more money than I'm willing to spend on clothes. It's got a little bit more nutso. It's actually, their clothes are a lot more Victorian. So maybe even considering she wore that temperly dress last week, maybe she bought something. But I thought I might never see her again in one of their outfits. But this one was classic Kate since it was kind of the the shift dressed with uh, the sleeve, the longer kind of sleeves and whatnot. And the, the cute pink flower pattern. Yeah, she looked um, really good. And I liked yeah. I like those shoes that she wears. I like her in a yes. thicker heel, a stacked heel. It also makes me feel safer when she's dancing with random bears in train yes. stations. She's not going <laughs> to twist her ankle and fall down like I would. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I she, she did look really good. And this yeah. and second appearance so soon, again, looking healthy and looking happy to be out mm-hmm. and not yeah. nauseated then yeah it's just really nice to see her yay she's um back. do you think she got her hair cut since last week because um i don't know if you saw on our instagram but uh shelby our listener and friend shelby uh sent us a question if she thought uh kate had gotten her hair cut since last week well i have to look now because i have yeah i think she did um i think which see when she curls it it's like difficult to tell how much but I I, looking at it I feel like she did I think I think it's pretty 
I think she might have gotten a trim, but I yeah. do think that it is mostly the curl that's okay. doing that because I think she went up in length. Remember when she was at Wimbledon and yeah. that was, um, I don't know, maybe three, three or four inches going up. But yeah, this, I think she definitely just has the curl. And so it makes it look a lot shorter. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I'm, I love yeah. this dress. I'm looking at a picture again. Yeah. So I hope that she wears, I love this brand and, uh, I hope she wears it again because it's just such like they always have such good fun patterns and I feel like when you're going especially to these type of events with like kids that are kind of have some whimsy to them it's just like really fun to wear things that aren't just like a straight up color I agree and I feel like Oracle to a large extent can make really like kind of obnoxious patterns that don't scream like look at me but are really sophisticated and cute so I really liked the dress as well. Yeah, me too. Um, I think that's all we have to talk about for yeah. this we, this and last week's news. I know there's some stuff that we probably didn't touch on, but we're already, we've been recording for an hour already. So I know there's just so much that happens. Yeah. So hopefully we'll continue to see Kate out. Um, seems like she's feeling better and Right. She certainly, there's no expectation for her to continue showing up to every single event. Um, So I think, you know, she's feeling better and she feels confident that she can, you know, feel comfortable and knows how long she can go before she kind of needs to, yeah, go back and rest again. So, yay. And hopefully she's well rested enough that she can take a little trip up to Norway and Sweden. Yes. Next month. I would love that. Because I want to see her cooking some lefse. I think that would be, be a awesome. great photo opportunity. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Well, we have a kind of a shorter um, main topic today that you thought of. Yeah. And I actually had no idea what the heck you were talking about when you texted it to me. Oh. Because I was like, what? Because <laughs> it doesn't really, I honestly was thinking. So you said, how about we do royal warrants? And I thought you were talking about, like, the king being like, arrest that man. Oh. <laughs> and then throw him in jail and then I'm going to chop off his head. I thought that's what you were talking about. Then I Googled it and felt dumb because we're talking about royal warrants in the sense of the seal of approval for yeah. um, artisans and manufacturers and other businesses um, that serve and provide goods to the royal family. Yeah, and so yeah, no the the I didn't so I first figured I learned about it when I studied abroad the first time. Um, well, I guess the only time I studied abroad in uh, London when uh, I went to the Twinings like tea shop, mm-hmm. um, and they're one of the oldest people who or oldest companies um, in the world, or at least um, or at least claim they are. And they have, yeah, that royal warrant or seal from the monarch for being the official supplier of tea uh, for the monarch. And so that's, and so whenever, that was like the first time I had ever heard about um, what a royal warrant was. And so I'm always like, whenever, so once you know what it is and once you start seeing, and today we're going to talk about some of the brands um, and everything, you'll you'll start seeing it because most of them put the seal on their own products since that's one of the perks you get when um, you are bestowed this this great honor. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's yeah. a great advertisement because don't right. you want the queen, you know, the queen's still out and about in her 
90th year, don't you want to eat your Weetabix too? Because that's who gives her cereal. (laughs) Yeah. And so I think it's also just a really fun way to like look. Obviously, these aren't exclusively what um, the royal family uses or anything. But I think it at least is, you know, gleaned some insight into what um, what they're they're buying and what they're buying a lot of um, to keep their households and their events supplied. Yeah. And what Um, they're buying consistently because you need to have supplied them for at least five years. Before right. you can receive a warrant as a company. And so, you know, like, I'm sure the queen will buy a one-off, you know, something or other. But this means that they like it enough that they're going back. Right. And yeah. And so in order to get a, a royal warrant or seal of approval, there's only three members of the royal family that currently um, can do, who can bestow this honor. And that is Queen Elizabeth, obviously, and uh, her husband, the Duke of Edinburgh, Prince Philip, and then also Charles, Prince of Wales. And uh, so they're the only three people who put the seal on. I, Queen Elizabeth probably could give more people the power, but right now there's about 850 companies or brands that have this seal of approval um i went through the website last night to go through all of them just to make sure i wasn't missing anything i tried to it took forever (laughs) i got about halfway through and was like i can't do this anymore because yeah there were 64 pages i did it while watching the crown and uh yeah there there is a lot because it's not just so far we've only talked about food because that's one of the more accessible things for at least us and most people that we come into contact with. Uh, but it's it covers literally anything they purchase from, um, I mean, services that they use for like tree trimming or um, like, uh, yeah, food, clothing. Uh, what Some of the funnier ones that will kind of move into uh, like brooms, like yeah. who supplies, like that kind of stuff. So we'll go into those in a little bit more but uh as far as like the history of like why why there even exists royal warrants is um in some form or another um, monarchs since about 1155 have had those exclusive um kind of brands that supply them and it wasn't until about queen victoria's time that she came up with the idea to make it kind of a an award or a seal of approval that uh people could obtain and so since uh, Queen Victoria's time, uh, she set up this this program. And yeah, as long as you've been um, serving the monarch for five years and have been doing, obviously, giving a high quality product or service to the monarch, you can apply to um, become a holder of a royal warrant. And uh, once you apply, you can, you're put under a review committee by the Lord Chamberlain, who is the head of kind of the households for all of the royal, the entire royal family. And they just make sure that, especially today, that they're, you know, they're in good standing. They're not a controversial company who has like, you know, some ethics issues. And if you kind of pass all that stuff, then you are welcome to um, have a royal warrant. Yeah, which allows you to put it on your product to obviously advertise it um, since if you're, uh, giving something to the queen or to uh, Prince Philip or Prince Charles, you likely are, it's probably something of high quality. Uh, and so especially when, in Queen Victoria's day and even to today, a lot of the brands that you'll see. And if you go to the Royal Warrant website, uh, you'll notice that these are all nicer, good 
pretty good things. I don't know if, if you were looking at anything and you were like, ew, I don't know if I would trust that brand, but. No, I mean, they're all, they're, but they're not all super posh. Like it's, right. it's, there are definitely some very posh things, but there's also yes. things that like, well, I mean, Weetabix is an example. That's yeah. a cereal that a lot of people <laughs> eat. Cadbury is on there. Right. Um, it's a lot of stuff that people will, just your average Britons will, you know, buy things from. Right. Um, yeah, a lot of like, quint- yeah, like quintessential British products. Yeah, and they're not exclusive either. So it's not like there's only one in every category, which is what I originally kind of thought it was. Like, um, so going back to Cadbury, like, you know, thinking like, oh, yeah, that would be the only chocolate on the list. But I think like Nestle is also on there. But maybe it is. Yeah. And so it's not again, it's not like a an advertising thing. Like I was when I first thought about it, I was thinking about like, um, you know, sporting or sports teams and other other like events will have sponsors and like the whole yes. point of it is to have exclusive people. And so like yeah. the Minnesota Twins, like they have the weirdest sponsors. Like it'll be like yes. the official water. It's like this like water treatment or whatever and it'll be like <laughs> the official water of the or, like or facility of the Minnesota Twins Penta or it's Pentair, isn't it or something. It's something really weird. It's like yeah. this no, is I think not you're a, right. Yeah. It's not a thing that like your average consumer is out and buying. It's not like a a soda company or like candy company or whatever. It's like this weird thing that I don't really know why they're, I don't right, know. Right, But it's really specific. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it's that one single brand and yeah, like with the Royal Warrants, they are very specific about why they use them. For example, like um, boots, yes. which is like the, the chemist um, stores that you'll see all over, um, all over England. Um, you know, they're the, Queen's warrant for manufacturers of retailers of health and beauty products, but not as her chemist. So they are not her pharmacist, which yes. was really confusing. There was actually several chemists and several pharmacists. So I didn't know if there was a difference and I couldn't find a difference. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe know a chemist just... is like, um, I don't know, British people weigh in. Maybe a chemist is like, oh, like an over the counter thing mm. and like a yeah. pharmacist is like a person who actually gives you like the good stuff oh that would make sense yeah because i was like what's the difference like i was like i could understand because like sometimes like queen elizabeth will have the warrant for like one brand for like a, there's also there's a million like s- there was like three pages of champagne provider right providers. well that's because you can't <laughs> there's not enough you can't just make do with one there's only so right. much champagne out there <laughs> right and they probably use but, a like, lot of it yeah, but some of it was like, this is what the Prince of Wales has a warrant for, and then this Queen Elizabeth has this warrant. Because, uh, like, for example, Charles, since he is uh, much more uh, vocal about his need, or his um, feelings on the environment and whatnot, he has much stricter policies for who he'll give a warrant to. So he doesn't actually, he only has, like, 68 warrants versus the Queen, who's obviously been around a lot longer. She has, like, 700. <laughs> oh, Charles, you hippie. Yeah. Exactly. So he has a lot, he has fewer uh, seals of approval. (laughs) Well, also, I feel like, you know, his mom's probably like, yeah, you can use your seals of approval, but sparingly, please. Like, you're not right. You're not the monarch yet, boy. But that didn't stop him. He does have a supplier of executive toilet hire. Oh, God. (laughs) Which I was like dying since I'm 12 years old. uh, Which is a porta potty, essentially. so if you want to know who Prince Charles hires mostly likely for his porta potty needs, it's Rentaloo, 
limited. <laughs> well, so I don't know. Have I? I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before, but when I went to England and I went to Buckingham Palace, like they don't let you use the bathrooms in Buckingham Palace, which makes sense because obviously the plumbing in there needs a lot of upgrades. That's why they're yeah. spending all that money. So they have portable toilets outside. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh. oh, what is this? Like, kind of thinking like, you know, most portable toilets I've been exposed to are not luxurious and are not nice to be in. These were so fancy. They were uh-huh. like a big trailer that were, it was pretty much like if you took a decent public restroom and you just put it in a like an outbuilding. Um but it was yeah. like a completely portable trailer. And from the outside, you were like, oh, gosh, this is going to be not not the best experience for me. But going in there, it's like it was super nice. So I'm wondering whether mm-hmm. that is um, the company that does that. Yeah, because, it might be. Like I said, because, I, again, I was like, well, this is the this is Buckingham Palace. Like you would hope that the public toilets are going to be somewhat decent. But I would also right. understand if they weren't because that's a hard thing to do. But yeah, they were really nice. Right. So oh, that's awesome. No, that's good to hear. I don't know. Like, I had some like I guess I would have to say like compared to like when I was in like England and using public toilets versus when I went to like Italy. Uh huh. Like, yeah, it, I just the toilets in Italy are atrocious compared to like England where everything is like so clean and nice and there's actual toilet seats too. So yeah. I, I, I appreciate that. So yeah, I maybe it was uh, Rentaloo Limited was the supplier of the toilets that you used. I'll have to see see if I can find that information. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so a lot of these brands just talk about yeah they give you just kind of a insight to kind of what's important and kind of yeah once again kind of uh, impresses upon things that we already kind of know. For example, there are an absurd amount of companies for pet food and horse bedding. And like saddlery and <laughs> yeah, any anything like that, um, right? Then there's lots of different, and also aren't these all British companies as well? Almost all of these, or there most was a of few. Them are. So like, for example, I took off Office Depot was on here. Okay, earlier, um, and I guess some of the they... the champagne companies aren't going to be British because yeah. they're from France, right. but right, and like Tabasco and Kellogg's and John Deere. I guess are yeah. all warrant holders from at least I believe I don't know if Tabasco is, but Kellogg's is obviously U.S. Well, but. they might have a, a UK like outpost, yeah. you know? Oh, for sure. So but at least the origins are um, from U.S. Yeah. And isn't Heinz obviously Heinz is isn't that U.S. Yes, that is, is U.S. But I do John think that Carey? it's yeah Teresa Carey. I think that it has a. Yeah. Uh, a UK like again like a, a department right that would be that yeah because they have because I feel like that they're, they're at least in the UK they're not known for their ketchup like they're known for ketchup here there isn't it um like malt, they're baked like beans malt. and stuff yeah and baked beans vinegar yeah malt vinegar yeah so there's those yeah well then there's the other uh, things and I need to check like the, this other thing that's on the list um Walker's shortbread is one and I think mm-hmm. I've mentioned that I bought, when I was go- in England last, I bought in the duty-free, a commemorative shortbread tin that had William and Kate on it. And it was Walker shortbread, but I'll have to go, um, it's at my mom, I think it's at my parents' house. I'll have to go find that and see whether or not it has a royal seal on it. 
because I'm now I'm interested because of course that would tie it all in. If you're going to put pictures of the royals on your shortbread tin, you might as well also put your seal I, royal seal of approval. At least I thought it. So when I did your bridal shower, I had in like the gift bags, I did like little shortbreads of mm-hmm. the Walker ones, and I think even on those they had the seal. Wow, yeah. So I bet it's I bet it's on there. Yeah, I just have to find it. Especially if it's a commemorative tin, I mean, yeah, like, you would think you would want to slap that on there. Um, well, tell me about what, this Herod's controversy. Yeah, yeah. So this is an interesting. So Herod's, which is obviously the um, very large department store, quintessential department store in Knightsbridge, in London, um, they used to until about two thousand had a royal warrant as a supplier to the Duke of Edinburgh. Um, which, yeah, it's a large department store. If you've ever been there or are going to go there, I think it's always really fun to go there because it's just massive and it's really um, theatrical, like the way they've uh, set up everything, their food hall in general. Like, oh they're, my God, it's there's expensive. so much good food there. Yes, yes. It's like an expensive, I mean, it's an expensive department store. So like if you're not gonna, if you're like, oh, clothing isn't really, you know, really in my budget since they obviously have some pretty expensive and brands there their food hall is a lot more reasonable and amazing yeah they have some like caviar counters where you know you can't afford to most people can't afford to eat but they also have like you can get meat pies you can get sandwiches um that's always what i would do for a lunch yeah uh or snack or something the other thing i can recommend and that most people can afford to buy that really interests me is they have a really good harry potter section where mm-hmm. they sell all sorts of like Harry Potter memorabilia. So if you're not going to go to the platform nine and three quarters at um, King's Cross, you and you can make it there. And there's a lot of fun stuff to buy. But yeah, and just going to the toy floor in general because it's like a paradise. It it fulfills everything you wanted as a kid. There's like giant stuffed yeah. animals that are like a giraffe that's like eight feet tall. It's amazing. Yeah. And so I- definitely go to their food hall. For sure. And they used to have pets there, like exotic animals, but they got rid of the, the animal like jungle. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think about a decade ago or so. Uh, but yes, yeah, so Herod's um, also is um, kind of well known, not just because they until 2000 had a royal warrant, but because um, the owner is the uh, father of um, Dodi Al-Fayed, who was um, Princess Diana's companion the night she died in Paris. Um, they were um, in the car together and both died in the uh, accident. And um, there's obviously, and so Mohammed Al-Fayed, who now owns Herod, has been very vocal about um, what he believes the involvement of the British royal family in Princess Diana's death. And specifically the Duke of Edinburgh, too. Like, he really points the finger at at, um, Philip. Yeah, and if, um, I think in our episode that we did to kind of mark the anniversary of her death was a look at how the media kind of looked at um, or played a role in Princess Diana's, you know, tenure in the royal family. Um, we discuss that um, Mohammed Al-Fayed had kind of pointed at um, Prince Philip as kind of, yeah, the instigator of a assassination, a successful assassination of Princess Diana to um, kind of keep her quiet and take her out just because she was being controversial and not always speaking so highly of the royal family. There was obviously an inquiry where they said that that was not the case. There was no evidence that showed that the, the royal family had been involved. Um, but 
as a result of just kind of making those claims, um, it was announced, and it wasn't specifically announced because uh, the owner of Harrods had uh, accused the Duke of Edinburgh, but essentially that um, you can also lose your royal warrant. And uh, the reasoning behind Harrods losing their royal warrant was that the Duke of Edinburgh just wasn't buying enough from them Hmm. to really uh, merit having that seal anymore. So they, yeah. They said you no longer have a royal warrant. <laughs> I mean, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know uh, that that's hurt Herod's like bottom line in any way. No, I and think it's a famous enough store that that doesn't really impact. Right, exactly. And so, um, yep. So they lost their royal warrant, and the funny thing is that they talked the um, kind of the spokesperson once the media was like, "Oh, you lost your royal warrant. Are you gonna? Are you guys okay? Like, how do you feel about that?" They're like. You know, they, he wasn't buying that much from us anyways, and, uh, you know, we're, we're they're not our main clientele. We make so much more money from just our other customers and everything, so it doesn't really matter. And um, until, I think, about 2008, they had the seal um, still on the building, mm. the royal seal, and um, Mohammed Al-Fayed actually ended up having it burned. Oh, gosh. Because he thought, he said it was cursed. Uh, the royal seal that he, that you that he had up there, uh, so it kind <laughs> of <laughs> was a little bit of a. It was it definitely brought back into the spotlight that there are companies with royal warrants, but also yeah showed that like they could be taken away. But this one seemed beyond uh, seemed a little bit more political than just oh I'm not buying enough from you, so you no longer are going to be a provider that I'm going to promote. Then. You accused me and my entire family of murder. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and then yeah, then he was like, "I burned them because they're cursed." Oh. Yeah, because if you do go to Herod's, um, there is a um, fountain and memorial to uh, Princess Diana and Dodi Al Fayed, and also it's got two pictures of them, and then in the middle there is a engagement ring, an alleged is, engagement. Yes, an ring. alleged. What is ring what is that, said to be an engagement ring? Be, like yes. that they were totally engaged, which a lot of biographies cast doubt on that claim. Right, exactly. So there's a lot of intricacies to this kind of uh, this issue, but I thought it was it's an interesting one to show kind of that you can lose it. But this was definitely one of the more high profile. Like it wasn't just that yeah, you're providing a bad product, but there's definitely some. Some politics around it since the queen also uh that year in 2000 she stopped she did not order any um or at least in 1999 she stopped ordering her christmas puddings from uh harrods as well after um they made that assumption or made that not assumption but uh totally blanking accusation accusation thank you nay word <laughs> accusation and she ordered them from tesco instead yeah i mean tes- so yeah so <laughs> that's pretty (laughs) interesting (laughs) yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna pick things up a bit and go just list i i came looking through the flipping through the list i found three um very the things that i think are the best um companies just based on name alone and what they do um the first one that i love is a company called all about baths (laughs) And it is what it says. It just is a like a bathroom remodeler, which is yep. funny. Then I like this one, and I'm going to do some online shopping here later, which is Cor- Corgi Hosiery Limited. <laughs> I can see that one. I love it. 
<laughs> and they just do woolens and, and socks and things, and they make hosiery, and it's in Wales, so it's, like, named after, uh, like, I, I don't, it's named after the dog, so it's not, I, but I just was picturing, um, corgis wearing, like, socks, yeah. and, like, <laughs> flannel, like, things, and it was really cute, it's a good thing, and then the other final one is, um, Skyman Saxon Bags Limited. Which I just think is funny because, again, as you said, you're 12. I'm also 12. Just yeah. Like Skyman, Saxon bags. I was like, bags. I love toilet humor. Yeah. <laughs> Saxon bags. And they sell yeah. Saxon bags. So. Oh, that's good. Do. That's very helpful. The other fun thing that I saw that just kind of um, triggered in my head was um, Axminster Carpets Limited. Because I think yes. that's like mentioned in Harry Potter. Like. Um, it is. When they're talking about the, uh, like, flying Ali carpets. Bashir. Yep. He wanted to charm flying carpets, and Barty Crouch is like, my grandfather had an Axminster that could seat 12. And I was like, oh, that's an actual company. I didn't yeah. really realize that. I mean, I kind of guessed it, but I didn't know that it was like an actual British carpet company. Mm-hmm. So that was fun to see. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, we also have flagged a few of the item or the brand that is are used by the royal we most often try to emulate um kate yeah and so obviously there are some that make a lot more sense like burberry is one so as a mm-hmm. british person who has money enough to spend there she you know will wear burberry from time to time she has a wool cashmere coat from burberry and then um and that's like one of the first things that she wore. It's the cute, yeah. It's that wool cashmere coat, that tan one that's got oh, kind right. of the the scallop at the end, at the bottom. It's kind of, and she wore that when they were in Belfast before they got um, married. So it was one of their engagement uh, outings. Yes, and then I'm seeing the the Goring Hotel was also on the list. Yeah, and that is again a place that. Um, I recognize because I do remember reading about how she stayed there pre-wedding. It's a little bit of a step up from the Best Western where we stayed before <laughs> before my wedding the next day. But so unfortunately, I yeah. can't afford uh, something like the Goring. And yeah, also, and they the- just recently oh, go, ahead. go ahead. And they just recently got their uh, royal warrant, so Ooh. I think they're one of the newest ones since they've apparently been, help, uh, you know, doing providing hotel services to the royals for quite some time. But I think they're the only hotel besides the Ritz in the list. Yeah, of hotels, I did see the so. Ritz on there as well, so that makes yeah. sense. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they probably, I think the Goring probably did a lot to accommodate the fact that Kate was staying there before the re- the wedding. So I'm sure, mm-hmm. you know. The least the royal family could do, they said, yeah, of course, we'll we'll give you the royal warrant because, yeah. you know, again, it's, I don't know that it's a whole lot of work for the royal family to give it to them, but I it's also just so. really good as a marketing tool. Right. <laughs> so for it's sure. a nice trade-off to, or a nice reward for a, a place that kind of went above and beyond mm-hmm. for a very important royal event. Yeah. And then, um, as a lover, I love British grocery stores. Oh, me too. I would say that part of my one of my favorite things to visit 
when I have been to the UK, I'm always like, oh, I want to go to all the grocery stores. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, Waitrose is the kind of the official grocer for the... um, for the Queen and the Prince of Wales. Well, the official, and like, normal person grocer. Because, like, Fortnum yes. and Mason is also on there. But, yes. like, that's the, that's the, I can't even think. I mean, like, outside of Minnesota, I mean, this they're means like, nothing. If they're, you want, like, a jam basket. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, they're, like, the Byerleys or the Kowalskis. But that doesn't mean anything yeah. outside of Minnesota. Um, yeah. They're the fancy, like, place where you go when you want the good cheese. Right. Like the, you, you have to get something cheese. to go to your boss's party and you need an appetizer. Or, like, yeah, or you like can go in there and be like, "Will you make me a picnic basket?" Yeah, for nine hundred dollars a piece, and then you take that picnic basket and you you give it as a, a gift, and they'll just make it for you. That's like, I don't even know any grocery store that does that. I besides Fortune and Masons. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, if only I could have that. I want yeah. a nine hundred dollar picnic basket. I know. Yeah, they do like holiday ones there. And I'm and I'm like some sure. years I've been like I'm like oh maybe I could afford this like I should do like this two hundred dollar one and I'm like no it's like you don't need this honey that <laughs> came from these bees I was gonna say um, I, I think that's illegal <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to like import it because it's an animal product oh probably so good thing I didn't uh, ever order or get anywhere close to doing it <laughs> yeah because like cheese you can't bring cheese in from abroad because yeah. of mad cow disease they still yeah. I mean. I guess it was a, it's obviously a big deal, but like it's still funny that like that's still a question um on customs forms and stuff like yeah. Can't smuggle in any unauthorized cheese. Yeah. Just why I usually bring in candy. Exactly. Candy and booze. All of those things yeah. are fine. Right. Things that you can buy at the duty free. Yeah. And then uh still for Kate, yeah, so just two of the bigger shopping places is John Lewis and then Selfridges, um, which Kate has been spotted shopping at on multiple occasions. They also have Royal Warrants. So that's always good to see. Not that I think Kate shops at these places because they have Royal Warrants, but most of these, especially the ones that Kate does, are very quintessentially British brands. Yeah, Imagine just like being in Selfridges and looking up and seeing Kate, like browsing. Right. Oh, my God. I think I would fall over. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm, I would just be like, I would like be the person like I'd be one of those childs who hide children, <laughs> childs, ch- children who hide in like the center of like a clothing rack. Yeah. And I would just be like, she's here. OK. And then you'd like, I don't know what to do. I'm just imagining like a cartoon <laughs> where like you stand up and you like walk a few steps and then she looks over at you and you like drop down and the clothing goes back and you're just like sneaking towards her so that you can then just like. <laughs> stare and get close touch the hem of her garment (laughs) oh man but yeah and then we we did a little bit of looking at if anything what megan has that's in or that is a one of these brands on the list and again there's a a burberry um item and then there's also a, a barber jacket Yes. And so Barbour is a a brand that is on the list as well. So I don't yeah. know. I'm, we'll keep our eyes peeled to see if Megan is spotted in any more of these brands. Yeah. And these brands were brands that she added to her wardrobe after her announcement of Prince Harry. So uh, I feel like those are good signs that she's really trying to, you know, incorporate some things in for her future role. Or they're just as- that maybe they're gifts from her from her significant other. 
Maybe he yeah. Oh, maybe true. he said like, oh, I want to get Megan a nice you know coat or jacket or something. Right. Like Grant Grant has this St. Barbara jacket. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> maybe it's you a, should wear it too. Yeah. Well, or like you need to blend in. You know, when yeah. you come come around and meet my my Grant. So why don't That's you wear so this? True. Why don't you wear this? Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so those are kind of the specific brands that um, have warrants that uh, our two favorite ladies are wearing currently or have. Yeah, and then you post the question, are these still, I mean, is the royal warrant as a concept, is it still relevant? Because it makes a lot of sense when you think of, like, Queen Victoria. Like, you know, word of mouth and your ability to, like, you know, have this, I mean, to hear the, like, oh, this, this green grocer serves the queen it's like well good i don't have to worry that i'm going to be poisoned by something they sell me you know like that's really Mm -hmm. what it is nowadays you know when there's like standards and laws (laughs) like consumer protection laws you know you don't necessarily need to um it's not like you know how like kings and queens in the day would have like food tasters to make sure that they're not being poisoned so I feel like right. that was like the logic, like, oh, well, it's good enough for them. Like they, they trust these people to, mm-hmm. to, you know, not get them killed. So I should trust them too. Nowadays, that's not so much the concern. And I think it's just more, it's a little bit more frivolous, but. So. Yeah. Well, right. Cause like in the world of the internet, I can just Google like. Yeah. You can get a review. It's. Is Samsung going to kill me? Yeah. It's, with their TVs? Well, didn't, like, aren't Samsung no. phones the ones that exploded? Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. like yeah, and you can I did I remember seeing a a thing and it was um it was like a video in a like a Burger King um I think it was in Japan and it shows somebody like who is a worker at Burger King and they've got like two oven mitts and they're holding like this thing that's like smoking and they're holding it they've got like tongs and they're holding it out and then I was like well, what they were like what's happening here. Because it was like a news quiz or something, and it was oh, yeah. that's a phone that's like on fire, and they're trying to get get it out from like the public like eating area. Because I thought mm-hmm. it was like I don't know, somebody lit a <laughs> burger on fire in the in the dining room, but no, it was like a phone on fire, and it was really yeah. scary looking. So yeah, but that's funny that that is there. They're apparently not yeah. an iPhone family, right? <laughs> But yeah, with like the, especially with like even the Herods um, controversy, they, the, when they, yeah, asked Herods, they were just like, we make a lot of our money elsewhere, you know, like we don't even need this. But the, the Royal Ward does have some, you know, some pull with tourism because it is always kind of fun, at least me personally, like I talked about at the beginning, and just to be like, oh, I'm having, you know, some tea. And this is like the same brand of tea that Prince Charles or Queen Elizabeth is, you know using in their own cup yeah it's it's the it's like yeah i'm drinking the same you know it's not some if i'm eating cabaret chocolate i'm eating the same kind of chocolate as you know queen elizabeth probably eats at times if i'm eating weetabix that's what she has when she eats cereal or whatever and it is or when i (laughs) what or when i'm using a portable toilet yeah you, I'm using your portaloo, rentaloo, rentaloo, <laughs> rentaloo. <laughs> limited. That's what makes it fun because right. I love the. I just like the Britishism of the instead of corporation, it's limited. Yeah. Ugh. So it's just really fun. So they do have the Royal Warrant has a um, a website because there's an association of all the people and they they all come together and have parties 
to celebrate that they are, um, you know, providers for the royal family. Uh, I think it's just fun to kind of look through and see all the fairly random things that uh, that they use and have put their seal of approval on, even if it's just the most mundane thing is like, this person fixes my roof. Yeah, I, I agree. It is really fun to look through those things. Yeah, and I I would like it to stay relevant because I would love that one day we see kind of what, if Kate and William get brought into the mix, what they're going to put, like, for example, like, will Alexander McQueen receive a royal warrant? I would think so. You know, you, you know what I mean? Like, that kind of stuff. Uh, and obviously, I can't afford Alexander McQueen, but it is also, I think, still kind of a nice nod to go, yeah, you've served me well. Have a seal. For sure. Mm-hmm. Now, what would you, we, we, uh, I put this question out to the both of us, what our royal warrants yeah. would be if, <laughs> and I don't know, we didn't specify whether it had to be British companies or not, but I think we have a few yeah. answers for what our royal warrants would be. So Caitlin, what yeah. would you warrant? Yeah. So mine are mostly food, but. Well, yeah, um, I think that's probably. Yeah. So, um, I'll just start off quickly with my, the ones that I would say are British or at least mm-hmm. Irish. Uh, for example, I love Orla Kylie. If I could afford her clothes, I would. And if you were a, more often. a queen, you could. So yes, yes, I could. Then I would give her a royal warrant because I love her everything. Um, and then also Mulberry. I That's another thing. If oh, yeah. I could afford, I love all their purses and handbags. Ooh, let me know. Uh, I'll tell my dad to get you one next time he's in Beijing. Yeah. I have two so. that I pretend are real, <laughs> which are very not, but... You know what? I think as long as you he feel has a like good eye for them. He has a yeah. very good eye. He like has made friends with the guy, and he like keeps to the side. And my dad's like, I think this is one that fell off the truck, like quote unquote. <laughs> I'm like, no, it didn't. This is not real leather. But thank you for thinking that it is. You know, like mm-hmm. there's no way those are so expensive. Those bags, right? I oh love my god, them, it's though. absurd. Yeah, they're beautiful. Um, but as far as what I would give for food. <laughs> So I would give one to KFC for their mac and cheese. Amen. They would be my mac, my mac and cheese provider. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. Pepper. Yes. Would, is my favorite soft drink. I love it. I, I would drink it all the time if it didn't give me terrible heartburn. Mm-hmm. Probably the worst thing about pregnancy is heartburn. Um, Oof. Yeah. So I haven't had Dr. Pepper in a while, which is devastating. Probably also good for me not to be giving that to my unborn child. And then also good in plenty licorice. God. Oh, that's so, so <laughs> gross. That's my favorite. I, I know. <laughs> you and, and like my mom are like the only people I know who like good and plenties. Ugh. Yeah. It, we're a small but proud bunch. I don't, so yeah. I would say those are probably my my top. I probably have other brands, but I would say those are ones that I would immediately give a seal to. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? Well, so, it, I mean, if you'd asked me a couple months ago, I would have obviously said Diet Pepsi because I was addicted to it. But then I kind of gave it up. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I'm drinking back to drinking occasional the occasional diet soda. I did have a right, diet doctor for today. But... Yeah. Um, I've really given it up and now I've replaced it. And I don't want to say it because it makes me sound like a basic bitch, but like LaCroix is where it's at. Oh my God. No. Um, 
I don't care if it makes me basic. Maybe I'll maybe I'll be classier. Maybe I'll say um like Perrier or San Pellegrino. <laughs> That's what I'll say. I'll replace it because I'm fancy. Okay. Um, right. You're 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 a royal. Yes. I agree with the royal like a lot of the royal booze selections that already exist. So like Pims, mm-hmm. I would keep that yes. one around for sure. I would change the tea provider to PG Tips because that's the one that I prefer. Oh, I've never had them before. Do you have a preferred um, brew? Well, just the regular old black tea from PG Tips because okay. I'm not a big – I don't like um, – so I usually go with like English breakfast if I'm at someplace because uh-huh. I don't like um, Earl Grey. I don't like the spices yeah. or like the – I don't know. Like the – I it's I just feel like I'm drinking sludge. Yeah. I'm eating Earl Grey. So PG Tips, not just favorite. black okay. tea bags are my jam because they also – they're just like the best tea bags I think you can really get. Because, I mean, obviously like loose leaf tea is going to be better – um, but this, like, who has time for that? Not me. Um, I'm not reading my tea leaves. I don't need it. So there's that. I'm trying to think of what other, like, foods. Uh, chocolate hobnobs. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a good one. Those are also very good. And just other, pretty much all of those kinds of biscuits. Um, like jammy dodgers. Just pretty much everything mm. you find in, like, the snack food. Cheesy what's-its. I'll go with that. Mm, um, those are good. Yeah. That's making me really hungry. I'm sorry. I'll stop. <laughs> but yeah, no, there's no, that. And then for like clothing brands, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think if there's like a brand that I really wear a whole lot or would wear if I could afford it. I'm really not. I'm kind of blanking on it. I think um, Alexander McQueen, if I could afford it, you know, would be amazing. Mm-hmm. But again, you're, as you correctly pointed out, that's kind of beyond my means. So I don't know. Yeah. I think that's it. Also, I mean, in general, their clothing is so dramatic. It's not really like, hi, I'm going to the office for the day. It's like, yeah, that's hi, also I'm true. at a parade. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I would also probably, I'd probably keep around one of the, the pet supply places that does like the dog, the fancy dog mm-hmm. collars. And also yeah. Corgi Hosiery Limited. Because I oh, just like course. that. So, yeah. It's what it would be. Um. Yeah. So that's my answer. I think that's kind of lame. I Maybe I didn't think this through enough. No, I think we just know what we like. But uh, yeah, there's probably other things that we'd probably like you will go back and we'll be like, what? Wait, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to think of the thing like what brand completely, you know, is your, your essence. Well, like, I mean, I have I'm like hardcore <laughs> loyal to like my certain makeup brands and like the products mm-hmm. I use there. But even that it's like, you know, that's so dependent on like who you are that I feel like right. those are hard. Like uh, the queen has Elizabeth Arden on there and then Clarence, yep. Clarence skincare stuff is also on there. And that really made me kind of laugh because Clarence skincare is great, but it smells like an old lady. Yes. It smells like it's got this like rose scent and it, yeah. I have this like, it's called like beauty flash bomb and it's supposed to be like really good to like kind of wake up your skin for like dull dry skin in the winter and it works great but you do walk around smelling like an old woman all day and so i don't use it unless i like think i really need it yeah (laughs) so it gets a little a little cloying after a while yeah um yeah oh i think i don't know i like ted baker oh yeah that's a good one that's a great one um some of the dresses are a little cutesy but i really do like their silhouettes and i like their men's my husband loves their men's clothes too so that's a good oh, yeah. British brand that. that is kind of yeah. a high street. 
They have good shoes, too. They have great really, shoes. Like, I love the pattern. Like, a lot of their patterns. Mm-hmm. I love their but florals. Yeah, their florals are really interesting and nice, so. Right. And, I mean, they're expensive, but they're not as absurdly expensive as some other. Yeah, it's an investment they're, piece. It's not, it's not, they're not mulberry prices. No, it's not like, you can get a purse <laughs> there for, you know, under, like, $200. You can't get yeah. a mulberry bag, even, like, if it's, like, four square inches long by two square inches wide like you can't get a mulberry bag for so i just hit the microphone stand sorry uh you can't get a mulberry bag for like less than a thousand dollars i don't think right so (laughs) oh so yeah Yeah. i think that's i think that's everything that we're going to talk about today unless you have any final thoughts or comments no i don't think so i might but now that we've talked about what our you know our royal warrants be i might i might put that as a question out after we release the episode if people want to share what their lists would be because i would like to know what other people give their seal of approvals to yeah and it, i mean um, <laughs> we don't have to follow the rule that you have to have had it be giving you or supplying you with items for five years but like yeah. not not something you just started using yesterday but like the thing you would really recommend out there yeah because I think right. we all have those brands that we are really loyal to that we love, you know, their love their food or their um, beverage or whatever. Yeah, because especially like as I've gotten older, like I obviously don't look at advertisements that much. I more just go like word of mouth. Like I'm like, OK, where should I go to buy this? Or like, what do you recommend? And I think it's always nice to hear from other people just some a human a legit human just be like you know what this is what i like and it's great and you'll like it too yeah and i also like with um fancy booze too because i mm-hmm. i'm so bad at um figuring out like what's supposed to be a good bottle of wine so my like trick has been to learn to to sound like i'm educated on wine like i know for and i'm a red drinker so i like memorize two types of red wine that are kind of a little bit off the beaten path so they're not like a merlot or like a cabernet mm-hmm. they're a little bit off the beaten path but like they're just usually pretty good and like yeah. but you can still get them for like $10 i feel like i would totally trust like a royal seal of approval or something for anything yeah. other than that because i'm always like what is this is this going i don't understand how this works buying this liquor or this right champagne because i'm always like is it dry like how sweet is it what how why is this fifty dollars why would i pay fifty dollars for this (laughs) the andre is over there and it's only (laughs) 5.99 right (laughs) i know it's one of those things it's not like the perfume aisle where you can like spray something it's like unless they're having a tasting you're like i have no idea yeah and sometimes i just get so exhausted at like the liquor store when like the people are so helpful but i'm like you know what just tell me what to buy don't ask me a billion questions like I'm, i know this, there's too many choices i know <laughs> like total wine uh, like oh just God, moved yeah. into or it moved into the minnesota market like i don't know a couple of years ago maybe five years ago or so and now there's more and more of them around and you walk in there and you're like oh my gosh, this place is amazing. And then you, like, especially if you're wine shopping there, you're after like 10 minutes, you're like, get me out of here. I just want a bottle yeah. of wine. There's so many here. I can't deal with it. But yeah. Yeah. And they're also killing small businesses, but. Yeah, but. Yeah. Like wines and wine and spirits. Oh, oh. poor wine and spirits. It had a Z Best on the piece. end, which usually annoys me, but I really liked them. Yeah. Um. They, I, I started going there because of a recommendation. People told me that the owner was nice 
and he had a photo of his son. And didn't he have his dog in there too? Or no, that was that, um, what's the liquor store by your parents' house? Oh, is that, um. Well, you don't have to say what you see if you don't want people to like Google it and know where your parents live. But there's this like (laughs) liquor store over by your parents' house that, um, like they have the, I went in there one time to like get something before a party. Like back when we were in college, I think. And is that the one that's at the intersection? Yeah, the I don't know. Is okay. it still there, or did it get? No, it's not. Yeah. It's now a subway. Oh, really? Huh. I, I think been so. there because it's. It was a standalone. The one we're talking yes, about. Yes. Yep. Right? Yeah. 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 It was. It, yeah. It went out of business. Okay. So. Well, they had a but, dog in there. Like they had their like little poodle thing. So I liked them because they brought their dog to work. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this has been a yeah wild detour. <laughs> So hopefully you're still listening. If you are, thank you for bearing with me (laughs) as I just start talking about random liquor stores in the metro area. Um, If you want to get in touch with us to tell us to shut up talking about uh, (laughs) local liquor stores, (laughs) or if you want to give us more constructive criticism or praise, you can email us at americrowndreams at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Facebook and Instagram at americrowndreams and on Twitter at americrowndreams. Um, and we have some plans for next week's episode in honor of Halloween. Woo-hoo! I think we're going to do some spooky ghost stories. Yes. And we will be, um, you know, diving into some of the more haunted aspects of royal life. Yes. And so hopefully we'll capture everyone's attention and with that. hopefully... Our stories are so scary that you should probably listen to them not late at night. Maybe. Yes. But we have I haven't actually looked at the stories. I in detail, I know there are stories, so we'll share a few. I think they're probably going to be mostly from several centuries ago. Yeah. <laughs> um unless there's a ghost that I haven't heard about. Yeah. It'll be fun and hopefully there'll be some Maybe that we'll get another Kate sighting. That would be fun yes, as well. That would be awesome. But yeah, and then we'll also, yeah, Harry will be back. Uh, when will we record before he goes to Chicago? Let's look. Yes, I, I believe we will. Because right now, yes. this is the 16th. Okay. It'll come out on Thursday. And then yeah, we will be yep. reconvening next Monday. So, so. So we will. He won't have got. He by the time we record next week, he won't have gone to Chicago yet. No. It's the 25th through 26th. Okay, cool. So. We'll get to that the following week, but uh, maybe we'll have some more details about that event. But he will be going to um, Denmark, so yes, we will be able to talk about that, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, thanks everyone for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.